resonate in all of our hearts of how do we really love each other in times of troubles? How do we really love each other in times of troubles? Well, you know what? It's it's the Spirit that does. All of us, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. Jesus is the Holy Spirit. Help us to love one another more than we love each other. So we are in the book of Ephesians. Last week, I went through the command to be angry and not sin. We are to sin in our anger. And I showed us examples of what it means to sin outside, or not to sin outside, but to be angry. And we looked at Jesus who spoke to the religious and political leaders of his time. Jesus spoke to the religious and political leaders of his time. He made sure that they weren't okay in God's eyes. He told them flat out, you are hypocrites. The religious and political leaders were hypocrites. He called them out for what they really are. So when someone says to me that Jesus wasn't into politics, I always ask the question, have you ever read the scriptures? sure was involved in politics. Now, yes, his main goal was to come and save the lost, and he died for us. But he also taught on a lot of things. In fact, he even said things like, give to Caesar what Caesar's give to God, what's God's. If he got involved in politics, why did he bother saying that? He could have just said, you know what, that's not about me. It's not a race problem. But he was involved in politics, and you can see it in his sermons in Matthew 3, 5, 6,
studying in my own personal time this call of Ezra and Nehemiah. Very interesting to me how much they are rejecting the Jewish nation. They're in exile. And there's these pleas that are sent out by Darius, and he says to him, you can go and rebuild the temple. And then all the people in the land are like, no, 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 don't let him do it. Don't let him do it. Because they're going to rebel against you. And the king's like, yeah, you're right, I shouldn't let him do it. And then the Jews later in Nehemiah go, you know what, you wrote a decree that says you could do it. But you go read that stuff. It's amazing history. It's very interesting because they were living in times of troubles, but they got themselves into that trouble. My wife and I were discussing it this morning. Habakkuk is very interesting because he's like, God, please, when are you going to show up in the times of trouble? When are you going to do something for us? He's like, you know what I'm going to do for you? I'm going to send you in exile. I'm going to punish you because you're not willing to follow me. You're willing to follow that guy who's supposedly powerful, but you're not willing to follow me. So guess what? How I'm going to bless you is I'm going to punish you. says this, let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let me say a couple things here. The word let is used at least three times in this verse. And in the Greek, it's a verb meaning to not prevent or forbid, but to allow something. It's 
He's the one who set everybody's hand. He's the one who set every last thing right. When we live for others, we're really talking for ourselves. Many people don't believe that. Many people, especially in the Christendom that I hear in the world today, is if you give, God will give tenfold back to you.
such as good as the building up of others and as it fits the occasion. And it may give grace to those who hear it. But do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Here's the thing, guys. Watch what you say. Watch what you say. Colossians 4, 5 through 6. Walking wisdom towards outsiders. Making the best use of your time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know you are how you ought to answer each person. We should know how we ought to answer each person. Now, I'll be honest with you. I'm not the greatest at this. I struggle with this constantly, especially when I play video games against live people. It's fun playing video games with my sons, and the next thing you know, I get killed. I'm like, where did I even get killed from? And then I respond back, and I get killed again. I'm like, I hate this game. And I get mad. It's like, wait a minute, where did you get attacked? And my boys are up there laughing as they're killing everybody. I'm like, what is going on? I was playing with Ian and Mark Chico Jr. and myself, and we're playing this game, and we're killing people. And next thing you know, I'm like, where are you guys at? And they're over there killing a bunch of people. I'm like, what's going on? I don't even, I don't even know where you're at. And the next thing they're like, we'll go over here, and I'm dead. This is a lot of fun, guys. Solitaire on here at all? But look, there it is again. Preach the truth to people, even outsiders and non believers. Always be ready to give an answer to each person. How you ought to do it. We ought to ask God how to answer each person according to His will so they can hate us for the good that we do in word and in deed. Ecclesiastes 10 through 12. I don't think I put that one on there. The word of a wise man's mouth wins him favor, but the lips of a fool consumes him. We have to watch what we say, especially on social media today. There are too many people out there fighting and getting into fights with others. And we seem to think that we can change people's minds on social media. Good luck. Man, those people with their social media strong, they're surely to say something to your face. Not even close. Not even remotely do they say blank you to your face. They don't have that kind of gall. They say it all the time on social media. It's unreal. God is the one who's going to change the mind because He changes the heart. And that's where it is, and that's an aspect that really comes into play. Watch what it says in verse 3. How do we grieve the Holy Spirit who is the one who sealed us for the day of redemption? We are already justified in Christ, as Paul says in Romans. And now he's calling us not to grieve the Holy Spirit. Let me touch on what that means for a minute here. For those of you who don't know Christ, grieving the Holy Spirit or quenching the Holy Spirit, as 1 Thessalonians 5.19 says, it's those of you who choose not to believe in Christ. That's what grieving the Holy Spirit is. You're choosing to reject God. God desires none to come to perish, but all to become repentant. God's knocking on the door of the heart, and He's asking to come in and eat with you and have fellowship with you forever. And those of you who don't know Christ, if you continue to keep saying no to Him, in the end, God's going to say no to you because He's so loving. Let me put it to you this way. God can't force you to love Him. So if you keep rejecting Him and rejecting Him and rejecting Him, He's so loving, He's not going to force you into His presence. And He's not. 
what you understand is, is it's in complete darkness, yet there's fire. What does fire normally do? It gives off light in darkness, but not this fire. It's an all-consuming fire. It doesn't give off any lightness. In fact, it gives off pain and suffering and wrath. things that are present, nor the things that 
separate us from the love of God and His grace and mercy in our lives. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? So, even though it's sin, we must put away sin in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls, in all strength. Trust the Lord.
snatched them out of my father's hands. The father and I are one. Now you know that this is the gift that you can give God in your life. Recognize you're a sinner. Saved by grace and coming to the service. Confess your sins and find healing in Christ. And no one understands the condition of God's forgiveness until the Holy Spirit returns and points that out and asks you what you're doing.
too many people who want to be conformed to this world. They want to live the way the world lives. They don't want to live the way God lives. God's calling us in this church to change all that. When we disagree with each other, when we don't like what each other says, we need to go to each other and say, hey, I have an issue with you. Let's work this out. Versus acting like little children who take their ball and go home. Because that's exactly what has happened. Before I was here, since I've been here, the people who have left, some of them took their ball and went home. And they're older than me. And I said, I'm willing to sit down and talk with you. Now I'm done. Don't want to talk to you at all. They paid by. I used to do that too. Thank you. 